Today on the Root Cause Medicine Podcast. Migraine is what we call central pain syndrome. And we can talk a little bit about pain. It's also a pain phenomenon, right? People have pain and it implicates everything that they can do. But there's specific thing that drives that specific type of pain. And by becoming aware of those things, and those are the things that we're talking about, getting to the root cause of what is driving the pain state, individuals can be better manage migraine and also improve overall their quality of life. Well, hi there. I'm your host, Dr. Kate Henry, and today I'm talking with Dr. Asare Christian, a board-certified physical medicine and rehabilitation physician who specializes in the advanced treatment of chronic pain and migraines. Did you know that migraines affect 1 billion people across the globe annually and are consistently in the top five reasons for emergency room visits in the U.S. every year? These numbers have been stable for 19 years. But thankfully, there are new advances that are changing the game in migraine care that you need to hear about. We'll tell you about them today. Dr. Asari Christian founded Ether Medicine, a practice that's focused on finding the root cause of pain and using the latest technological advances combined with the safest, nourishing, and most natural approaches to help people heal and thrive for good. He has training from renowned institutions such as the Medical College of Wisconsin, Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, Harvard Medical School, and a certification in artificial intelligence and healthcare from MIT Sloan School of Management. Dr. Christian brings extensive expertise in musculoskeletal medicine, pain management, and regenerative medicine to every appointment he has with his patients. Today is no exception. He'll teach us new things about migraines that you'll wanna hear and send to your friends and family who may be suffering from migraines as well. Before we get started, though, I want to talk to you about something that comes up pretty often on this podcast, and that, of course, is lab testing. You see, testing is one essential way to understand the root cause of an illness. If you're an integrative or functional medicine practitioner, chances are you're placing a ton of different orders with a ton of different labs. The Root Cause Medicine podcast is created by Rupa Health. Rupa is the best way to order, manage, and track results from over 30 different lab companies in one single place for free. Thank goodness. No need to create and log into multiple portals ever again. If you're a practitioner, make sure you go sign up at rupahealth.com to create your free account today. Now, let's start the show. Welcome, Dr. Asare Christian to the Root Cause Medicine Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here to contribute to this wonderful work of educating our patients and the community. So thanks for having me. You have a really big heart. And I really love to hear the story about why you created your functional medicine practice. Can you just share with us a little bit about what that's like? Yeah, so my background is in physical medicine and rehabilitation. So with my patient population, I treat people that have a lot of trauma. So traumatic brain injury, stroke, spinal cord injury, neuro rehab, MS, Parkinson's. So people that have significant disability relating to their disease state. And then all of those individuals also have uh, pain that goes with it. So when I started my practice, I was actually more focusing on rehabilitation. How do we rehab people? But then I recognized some of the limitations where they have pain that plays a part in their role, in their ability to participate in this functional things they have to do. And then going back to like, why do they have pain? And looking at the options that we have to treat people, it became just medications, injections, surgeries. After that, people still have pain. So from that standpoint, I recognize there's limitation of what I can do to solve this patient's population's needs. So it became really going back to the root. And I'm glad that we have the Root Cause podcast. What is driving this state, right? And it became a function of really people were not as healthy as they could be to help them heal and help them recover from pain. So my approach to this current practice 
is focusing on how do we use health as a way to solve pain. So my background, pain management, but traditionally medications, injections, surgeries, people still have pain. But I recognize that when we can talk about nutrition and optimize that, pain actually gets better. When we can talk about sleep and optimize that, pain gets better. Exercise, pain gets better. Stress management, pain gets better. Plus, health gets better. Cardiovascular health, metabolic health, everything else gets better when you're healthy. So the approach became, let's figure out how to get people healthy. And that's something that actually, as a physician, I am a little ashamed to say that once I started this practice, I actually didn't know how to do that very well because I knew how to prescribe medicines, knew how to do procedures, knew how to do injections. But in contrast to the NDs and other people who really get into biochemistry of solving problems with nutrition and other things like that. So I have to kind of relearn all of those things to be able to be in a place where I can give patients specific guidance to get them to solve their problems. So that's a bit about what we do and, and why we're here. Yes. It's beautiful. It's truly whole person care. I love that you do that. And that's what we're going to talk about today, guys, is whole person care for people with migraines. So somewhere right now in the world, there are millions of people who have a migraine right now. There are a billion people in the world who suffer from migraines each year. And in America, one in six adults has a migraine disorder. So chances are either you who's listening to this podcast right now or someone you love has migraines. And so Dr. Christian, what's the number one thing you'd want to say to somebody right now who has migraines? So I think first is really, it's all about education, educating yourself about what you're dealing with, right? So what is it? What causes it? What keeps it going? How do you prevent it? And that's even more important. How do you prevent it? And then how do you solve it? Okay. So I think getting an understanding of what it is that you're dealing with, what drives it, what triggers it, all of those things. Once people understand those concepts, it make it easier to deal with migraine. Because migraine is what we call central pain syndrome. And we can talk a little bit about pain. It's also a pain phenomenon, right? People have pain and it implicates everything that they can do. But there's specific thing that drives that specific type of pain. And by becoming aware of those things, and those are the things that we're talking about, getting to the root cause of what is driving the pain state, individuals can be better manage migraine and also improve overall their quality of life. Okay, cool. So education is medicine is what I'm hearing from you. Education before medication. That's what we ah, say. Whoa, okay. Yes, yes, yes <laughs> That's good yes. to know. Well, and I, I think... There's been a lot of advances in this field of migraine treatment over the last few years. And so for anybody who's at home and you've had a prescription that you've been using for five, 10 years when you get a migraine, I think Dr. Christian and I want you to know there's so many more advances that you may not be aware of if you haven't been back to the doctor or to someone who specializes in whole person treatment for migraine. So Dr. Christian, let's go through that a little bit. What are some of the newer advances? And then we're going to get into the root cause stuff, nutrition and herbs that people can do at home. Yeah. But Tell us, what are the updates that people may have missed that could really be making a difference in their life? Yes. And actually, I think part of your first question, the other thing that's great is like there's new medications specifically for migraine. So we are talking about just medication in this context. Uh, the problem we've had with migraine is we still really don't understand the pathophysiology. There's multiple things that we know kind of trigger it, but we all know at the root cause there's something that's driving that. But in the past, what we had was medications for blocking the migraine when you get the migraine, which is what we call abortive therapy or preventative therapy. And in the past, what we had for abortive therapy were NSAIDs or ibuprofen, some of this type of medicines or triptans, which were this class of medications that actually have a lot of, even though it works for some people, 
it does have a lot of side effects. It causes vasoconstriction. So if somebody have high blood pressure, they have cardiovascular disease, they have stroke, other type of ischemic issues, that was something we have to worry about. And then on the other side, when we talk about preventative therapies for individuals with migraines, those were medications such as antihypertensive, antidepressants, anticonvulsants, and all of these medicines also have a lot of side effects. They are not as effective. About 80% of the people who start this medicine will stop the medicine in about a year because it's not that effective. It takes about two to four months before this medicine even starts working. So what we had in the past was really not that great as an option for patients. But now what we have is this new class of medications that are very specific in targeting one of the specific pathology that we think push migraine forward, something called CGRP, so calcitonin gene-related peptide. So this is actually a neuropeptide that your brain makes. It's in the trigeminal nerve makes them, the dorsal root ganglia makes them, the vagus nerve also makes them. And what they do is they go and attach to the vessels around the brain and cause vasodilation. And this is kind of responsible for the pounding type headaches that individuals have. So this new class of medications are very specific in blocking those CGRPs, and that can prevent the migraine and also stop the migraine without the side effect profile that we had in the past. So it's a great place to be. I think if you're a person with migraine, there's a lot more options and they also have very limited side effects. So it's quite exciting what we can do for individuals. And then in addition to that, there is also all of these new devices that people can explore if they're not candidates for medications. Wow. And I think something I love about your practice is you can do it all. No one's ever just doing one thing, I'm guessing. (laughs) I'm guessing, tell us what someone typically leaves your office with, right? I'm guessing it's not just a prescription. It is just not a prescription. Yes, and you're right. And I think the great thing about, and, and I'm grateful that I have this experience, where it's all about having different tools to solve people's problems, right? There's different ways to do this. And if you can have multiple tools, multiple avenues to solve problems, you actually can help a lot more people. So from my practice, we talk about supplements, lifestyle changes that people can do to actually prevent migraines. And then a lot of education. That's my whole theme, educating people about what are your triggers. Sometimes it's even as simple as something that somebody said to you that you didn't like, right? Because all of those things, your body and your physiology is keeping track of all the stresses that's going on throughout the day. And maybe if somebody, and I had actually a patient who, a coworker, there was a particular coworker who was actually triggering her migraines and she never connected the dots. Really. So it's all about really knowing some of this basic understanding of what's driving its state. And then we go from there looking at even medications. A lot of times people are taking medications that can actually increase migraine. Some of these antidepressants can increase migraine. Oral contraceptive, PPIs, everybody's on PPI. So kind of trying to tease out what else could be contributing to this. And then with me having the physical medicine background, I also look at the role of musculoskeletal issues, so neck issues, tightness of the muscles, all of that can trigger occipital nerve in type symptoms that can lead to migraines. And then going from there to talk about medications, talking about injections, we can do trigger point injections. We can do botulin toxin injections, Botox for migraine. And then we can talk about devices. So it's a whole comprehensive approach to really trying to figure out who is the person, what do they need, it works for them. Because some of these interventions may not work for everybody, right? You have somebody who's like, I don't want to get Botox. I don't like needles in my face, right? So what else can you offer them? And fundamentally, I think all of those interventions, when we get people healthy, when people are sleeping better, when people are hydrating, people are taking care of themselves, all those interventions actually works a lot better. Your outcomes with supplements are going to be better when you're sleeping better, when you're exercising, Mm -hmm. when you're eating better, when you're managing stress. Same thing for the devices, same thing for the medication. So 
fundamentally getting people to baseline, let's get you healthy. And then everything else we add on top of it helps. And if this doesn't work, we go to the next step. And we can even talk about peptides. So even at the cellular level, we can we have specific product that can help manage migraine as well. So that's the whole person approach and kind of go from there. Yeah, you're doing it at the cellular level all the way up. All the way up, <laughs> yes. So yeah. hold on, I just need to ask. You mentioned that someone's coworker might be triggering their migraines. And I think we talk a lot about the vagus nerve in mental health and in gut health. But the vagus nerve and nervous system function is actually really involved in migraines. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, because in fact, so this CGR piece that I'm talking about, a lot of it is actually made by the vagus nerve. Okay, And then we also have this connection of the gut to the brain through the vagus nerve. And we know that specific dysregulation in the bowels or dysbiosis or inflammation can trigger migraine. Because when we talk about migraine being a central pain disease state, what is this is anything that is a nauseous stimuli. And what that means is anything that your body perceives as stressful, right? Anything. Could be anything. Could be something that somebody said. It could be the weather. It could be hormonal changes. It could be something you ate. It could be exercising too much. It could be not getting enough sleep. All of that, your body is tracking that. And that information is taken up to the brain and that can trigger that. And we also know the vagus nerve is really involved. And in fact, one of the tools that we have for managing the devices that we have for actually mig managing migraine, focus on taking advantage of the vagus nerve to kind of stimulate that, to regulate how much pain signal is going to the brain. So the nervous system is so involved when it comes to pain. And in fact, pain as we know, any type of pain, migraine, back pain, whatever it is, it's actually an output from the brain. It's very, very important to think about the central nervous system when we're talking about pain. And in fact, we think that chronic pain, which migraine is part of it, is actually a disease of the brain. And that's you know a whole different topic that we can talk about at a different time. But that's the idea. Yes. Wow. Okay. I can hear people like typing up, looking up your <laughs> practice so that they can come see you immediately. Yeah, because this is good. so yeah. holistic and in-depth, but this is what it takes to get people well. And guys, we're going to tell you about a case study at the end of this of someone who did a program like this, got well in six weeks. Dr. Christian has a ton more examples we're going to share with you because for me, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another yeah. thing to see it work in real life. Oh, yes. And yes, that's the thing that's... That so is so important because it's easy to talk on podcasts and discuss, but when you're dealing with people, that's different. That's when the art and really being intuitive and all of those things comes in. So I love when we talk about cases and how you solve real life problems. Yes. Beautiful. Well, let's dive into that actually a little bit because I want to talk about sleep and nutrition for a second. I want to circle back to the devices because I want to hear about that vagus nerve stimulating device that you were talking about. But before we do that, let's dive in. You mentioned that sleep is critically important. We have a case study that's published on the Rupa magazine about Ashley, who was able to heal her migraine. She was having twice weekly migraines for 10 years. Mm. Everyone just, if you're a migraine sufferer, you get how much of your life that would steal from you. Yeah. So she came in and within six weeks, her migraines were gone. And part of it is because she was able to use a holistic approach to addressing her sleep and her nutrition. So guys, we have studies, for example, that melatonin can reduce migraines. Four milligrams taken for six months can reduce migraine frequency by 60%. So Dr. Christian, talk to me a little bit about like, how would you compare that to the average migraine medication? <laughs> in terms of efficacy, wow. is it the same? Is so it better? So 60%, that is amazing because when we look at like all the medicines that talk about the triptans and the antihypertensive and all of those things, they work in less than 50% of the individual. So it's less than 50% effective. Plus, so it's not effective. 
pass, it takes up two to four months for that to even work. And then by year one, we've studied that about 80% of the people don't even take the medicine because of bad side effect. So some of this really basic supplement and lifestyle changes are even, they are more powerful than the medicines that we have. So I think that is really compelling story for people to understand that, yes, we have some tools that are actually very, very effective and it doesn't have the side effect of these other things that we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Okay. So a powerful intervention doesn't necessarily yes. have to have a prescription. It can Something come in. You can do. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, great. So let's talk about the other things you don't need a prescription for. So talk to me about some of your favorite nutrients or supplements for migraine. Yeah. So one, magnesium. Magnesium is a great one because we know pain is a hyperactive state condition. So magnesium can relax things. Magnesium is involved in multiple processes in the body to modulate relaxation. So magnesium is important to explore. We also have butterbur, which actually has some evidence. There's a lot of other things there that are actually put forward by the American Association of Neurology, but already other, other people are doing this already, right? So this doesn't have to be validated by American Academy of Neurology, as long as some of these things have safety and it's also helpful for patients, we can explore them. I also do a combination of sometimes CoQ10, some of those mitochondria type things, because this is all really trying to solve the problem at the cellular level. When the cells are healthy, when your body is healthy, it knows how to modulate and it knows how to take care of itself. So those are some of the supplements that we use. There's a lot more, vitamin D, to kind of address certain things, or certain deficiencies, B12 deficiencies. All of those things can be explored to help individuals with migraines. And I know you've had some experience yourself. So, I mean, what is your experience with some of the stuff that individuals are doing with Migrants. Absolutely. I mean, that's how we met, right? As we were practicing yeah. in the same area, we met and we were like, oh, kindred spirits. I think a lot of what you've talked about resonates so much with me when using the food as medicine approach. And one of the things yes. I want to illustrate for the people who are listening, Dr. Christian mentioned an herb called butterbur, which is also known as pedicytes. And there was a study that when people use 75 milligrams twice per day for four months, they were able to reduce their headache frequency, their migraine frequency by 48%. So basically cut yeah. the number of migraines they were having per month in half with 150 milligrams, which is nothing. That's a teeny tiny pill, right? So that's a huge effect for very low cost using a plant-based medicine. And the important thing, guys, and the reason that you want to see either a doctor or someone who's trained in herbal medicine when you're getting supplements like this is that the caveat with Butterbur is that you have to make sure it has something called pyrrolizidine alkaloids or PAs removed. Yes. And Dr. Christian's yeah. nodding his head. Okay. Yeah. And this is because that can cause liver damage. So you really want to make sure that you're getting a high quality supplement, but if you are, then it's a natural safe intervention and it can be really effective. So we've already talked about reducing headache frequency by 48% with butterbur, then reducing it by 60% with melatonin. melatonin. You, right. You talked about like B vitamins, which can reduce it even more. So yeah. now you're left with like, less than zero migraines per month. Yeah. At all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I like the numbers because I think it helps kind of put this in perspective for folks about, I think a lot of times we tend to think of, okay, well, pharmaceuticals, they're super effective. They're over here. But this lifestyle stuff that Dr. Christian's talking to me about, you know, maybe it's not as effective. So yeah. that's not true. And hopefully you're seeing that with some of the numbers that we're giving you today. Yeah. I think the one of the things that we don't see as much is really, we don't do studies that compare like lifestyle interventions compared to this medicines that we have, right? And we know that, I mean, there's some studies that have done a few of these things in diabetes and other places where we know the lifestyle interventions always, always 
eat the medicines. So I think it's important for individuals to really understand those concepts. And then, you know, as you talk about the better bear, the other concept that is very important is dosing, right? You have to get the right dose. And a lot of times people are taking supplements, either they're not getting the right dosing, they don't have the right formulation. So it's always important to get guidance from a provider, somebody who understands it, and to think about how does this fit in your case? Everybody's different, right? So a lot of times we have this concept, it's natural, it's plant-based, all of that, but natural does not equal safe or natural does not equal safe for you, right? Something that could be safe for me that's natural may not be safe for you. So it's always very important to get a clinician guidance with some of these things to make sure you're doing the right stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And very, very important point. Okay. So let's talk about the non-nutrient interventions that not pharmaceuticals, not nutrients. What are some of the other things you'll recommend for folks that they can use in addition to the other stuff they're doing? Yeah. So there's all of this neuromodulatory type devices that can be used to help with migraine. And all of that is based on the idea that we know the migraine involves the trigeminal nerve system. There was a pain system. And then there was also the occipital side of things. And then we also talked about the vagus nerve, right? So all of this places secret this CGRP. We talk about some of these medicines that target that. So based on that, we have devices. There's one called Cephali that is actually placed in front of the forehead. And that's working on the trigeminal nerve system. It stimulates and it's approved or it has FDA clearance for acute and prevention of migraine. There is one called gamma core. Gamma core is the one that works on the vagus nerve where you can just put it there, use some ultrasound gels, like an ultrasound simulation. And that helps with a whole bunch of even different type of headaches, hemicrania, some other type of migraine types, headaches that is very difficult to manage with medicines. And those are also very safe. In fact, in like pediatrics and other places in Europe, they even use it in, in women with pregnancy. But obviously, you want to get some guidance. So Gamma Core is a great one that people can use. There is also another one called Revillian, Relivian, Relivian, R-E, Relivian, which is a combination of, again, a device that it has a place in the forehead here to work on the trigeminal system. And then it also has an occipital simulation. So this actually is more effective because it's targeting about six nerves that are involved in, in pain modulation. So all of those options are available for individuals to explore. The issue become access, right? Because mm. it's not covered by insurance. So mm. those are the limitations. But so then people have options. There's a lot of options from everything we've talked about to even get into these devices that can help with different types of pain conditions. And they don't have any side effect. Uh-huh. Yep. So I'm picturing people might be thinking they have to wear this huge big helmet around every day, all day for the rest of their life. What does this actually look like when you're using these devices? Yeah. So for example, the gamma core is like this portable, like an ultrasound thing that you kind of put around your neck. So it's just like you have, there's different ways to do it. If you want to prevent it about three minutes a day, you get up in the morning or whatever your routine is, you use it there. Maybe in the office, you're having some migraine coming on, you put it on for about five minutes, you back away. So there is ways to use all of them. There's even another one called, I can't think of the name right now. I have to look it up, but it's actually one that actually you just put around your wrist you kind of put it around your arm and you use a phone to just, it's like a cell phone to signal. And again, it's all working on modulating how the pain signal is going to the brain. So that can be used under your clothes whenever you need to have it. And then the other ones, you kind of use it when, but it's not a bulky thing. It's something that is visible. And I wish we can show pictures, but definitely there's pictures online that people can take a look at. And they are all very convenient and easy to carry around where you need to be Okay, so they're small, they're discreet, and maybe you only have to use them a few minutes a day, not all day, every day. Yeah, you don't have to put something on your head all day moving around. Yeah, so 
Yes. And the thing, it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, you can use the, you can keep your same prescription, guys. If you have a prescription that's working for you, maybe, you can still use these devices and these nutrients, right? They do not interact. They do not. In fact, they make things better. And the whole idea is having different options. And one of the concepts that I talk to my patients about dealing with pain is, please have a bunch of things that you can do when you have your pain. Because I think sometimes we don't think about the other options, right? All we think about is a pill. So somebody have a migraine or something is going on. Oh, my only option is a pill. You can close your eyes. You can do some breathing. You can calm down, sympathetic tone, and that will bring pain down. And those are things that people need to write down, right? The pain plan. I talk about this idea of the pain plan. And having a pain plan is writing down, what do I do when my pain comes? Because when the migraine comes, you can't think, you can't, you know, so it just makes it hard to decide during those times. So really having the option of, I can do my supplement. I can hydrate. Did I hydrate enough, right? Because a lot of times people don't even hydrate as much. And I talked to you about a patient who I saw had a diagnosis of migraine, and it turns out he wasn't drinking enough. As soon as he started drinking, we got him all of his medicines, and he's not a migraine patient anymore. That was It's a special case. And even people that are magnesium deficient get magnesium, and then headaches go away. So I think, to your point, it's very important to have people have all of these other options and figure out how do I use them? How do I use these tools? And it's all about trying to limit side effect, right? Is a device going to cause side effect? Not really. Is a supplement going to cause side effect? Not really. So which one do I use? So it's all kind of put in together and then looking at the effectiveness. Which one is going to give me the relief right away that I need because I need to go take care of my kids or I need to go hang out with my girlfriends? Kind of knowing that there's a place for all of those things. But fundamentally, I guess the point we're preaching is dialing in nutrition, focusing on sleep, focusing on exercise, focusing on managing stress. When you do that, you're even more resilient, right? So you can yeah. be out doing stuff and you're not going to have the headache because you got good sleep the night before. So it's important to kind of have the holistic treatment plan in place to help people move forward. Yes. That's one of the, the things I love sending people to you for, because I think so many people are afraid of their pain and for good reason, right? Maybe it's been something that has been in complete control of them in their life for a really long time. It hurts. It sidelines them. It feels awful. And so, so many people are afraid of pain. And they need other options for dealing with it. And you come in with this really empowering, sort of like advanced, awesome medicine approach where you're like, okay, pain's going to happen. How do we make you resilient so that it doesn't sideline you? How do we get ahead of it, right? How do you have a tool for every single situation so that you feel completely empowered and completely in control? And that in itself is really healing for anyone with a chronic pain issue. You do that really well. So well, thank you. Think, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's true. And I think people are probably thinking, oh my gosh, how do I get this for myself? So talk to us a little bit about your practice. And then I also want you to talk to someone who maybe doesn't live in the States and can't see you. What can they do to build this plan with their doctor wherever they are? Yeah. So and thank you for that question. And even kind of going back to this idea of having a plan, right? Because one of the things I recognize is that Individuals that have chronic pain or pain, migraine is a chronic pain syndrome, right? Don't understand what pain is. So really getting people to understand it from the cellular level, what is going on? Pain is defined as an unpleasant, which we can all relate to, sensory and emotional experience, right? Pain always has a sensory and emotional experience. This pathways goes up to the brain. That may be related to a tissue damage or no tissue damage, okay? So you can have pain without right? When you have migraine, we can't see anything on your MRI. We can't see anything in your myomicus and all of those things. So pain can exist in the absence of any of those things. But the important thing for people to recognize as part of this education is understanding that pain has a sensory and emotional experience. Mm -hmm. The emotional style 
the things is not something that I can control with your medications or injections or any of these things. So people need to be aware of it. And basically, it's a signal. Pain is a signal that has fear attached to it because you're talking about people being afraid of pain. Once you understand pain, it's something called pain reprocessing therapy where you can actually reappraise the signal. You can sit down and listen to your body because there's times where you have pain that you don't even recognize it because you were having fun. Or, you know, remember you're playing a sports or something, you hurt yourself. You don't even recognize it till like you, you're done with the game. You go, oh my gosh, what happened here, right? So pain interpretation is actually even contest specific, right? So when there is fear attached to this signal, the experience of pain actually get blows up. When there is focus on the pain signal, the intensity of the pain goes up. When you're thinking about the pain, it's going to kill me, catastrophizing, all of these things, it actually makes the pain experience worse. So there's multiple ways to really educate people about pain to understand what they can do because it's all about controlling the pain before the pain controls you. Now I'll get to the question that you asked. My light just went off. And my light, all right, now moving it up. So yes, to, in terms of kind of talking to patients and if you're not here and you're in a different state, I'm in Wayne, Pennsylvania, suburb of Philadelphia, and my practice is called Ether Medicine, and it's A-E-T-H-E-R medicine.com, and we can connect with people from different states to provide telemedicine, provide resources for them. But if you can't do that, I think the point that we are kind of pushing out here is getting people to understand, understand your triggers, understand what you're dealing with. If you have migraine for 10 years and you don't understand what migraine is, how are you going to manage it, right? And it's such a subjective experience. The doctors can help, the nutritionists can help, everybody can help, but you're the person going through this process and you need to be able to own it and be in front of it. So having a way to understand, educating yourself about what pain is is important. The lifestyle things that we've talked about, if you can put all of those things in place, try to tease out what your triggers are. And then also, you know, talk to your provider. If you have a provider, is any of this medicines I'm taking, is that playing a part in my migraine state? Is there other things that could be playing a role? Is there some inflammation, some gut issues, some microbiome dysfunction, something else that could be causing this nauseous stimuli? So I think getting to some of those root answers, root questions, root answers will be helpful to kind of help your providers guide you to where you need to be. And then also the good thing is trying to find a physician who you jive with. Part of this is building trust, right? Because part of this is also believing that some of these interventions work. We have placebo and nocebo, and that's a huge part of what the outcomes of your experience will be with any type of treatment. So believing and having a good relationship with a, a partner that you trust is going to make a difference. And then keep asking questions. And there's always options out there to help you get results. That's beautiful. I think, I mean, what people might need if they can't see you is probably a therapist, a nutritionist, yes. a pain management specialist, a neurologist, stress management course. You sort of wrap all those things into one and an herbalist. And a functional medicine doc. So like, yes, it's brilliant because you're all of those practitioners in one. But if people can't see you, they can start to build a care team that really addresses every single aspect of their health. And so much of what we've talked about and what you said in the beginning, using health to heal so pain. pain. Yeah. So focus on getting healthy and yeah. you're going to heal your pain. I think for anybody who's interested in seeing how this could look in real life, go check out how Ashley became migraine-free in six weeks with a root cause approach on the Rupa Health Magazine. That was written by me. And what we're going to do is put in Dr. Christian's lab bundle that he recommends you get. So what are the lab tests you could start with with your doctor to start to find your root cause? Let's check your magnesium, like Dr. Christian said. Let's yes. check your hydration status, right? 
these things that seem simple, but are very profound and may be part of your root cause. So we're going to link those in that article. So go check that out. But then tell everyone, Dr. Christian, where they can find you because you do a lot of free education for folks. Yes, yes. So we are also on Instagram and I do a lot of one minute type education all relating to health. Instagram, I think our IG is like ETA underscore medicine. So it's A-E-T-H-E-R underscore medicine. You can follow me there. I do tons of webinars also. And this is something that we actually do publish on the IG stuff. People can register for some of those things. And I look forward to creating more courses because I think it's so important to educate people about health. And without health, you don't have anything else, right? And this is something that we take for granted until we get until we age and, and other things. So there's a lot of preventative things that we can do. So I think education is super important. So and also on our website, we do have some videos there to provide some education as well. So www.ethamedicine.com. Brilliant. Everyone is going right now, typing it, <laughs> subscribe to the newsletter, sign yes. up for the free courses. I want to thank you for doing that because... It's really hard to get out of bed, to get the money. Maybe you've tried other things before and you might be feeling like a little bit hopeless at this point. It's a big ask to go make an appointment and drive a far away to see a new doctor. And so you make it really easy for folks where you start educating them right away for free. They don't have to wait, right? They can be in their PJs, in their bed, learning from you how to heal. And that's intentional on your part. And I know you're not getting paid to do all this stuff and do it anyway. Back to this, you having a huge heart point that we started with in the beginning of the podcast. So I think a lot of people are going to be uplifted by what you've had to say. They're going to go check out the resources you mentioned and they're going to heal. And that makes me so happy. So I can't thank you enough for coming today. And we will have you back to talk more about other chronic pain conditions. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That would be great. And I think one of the things that I'm, like you said, we're in healthcare and we're clinicians and we go into this to help people. So Definitely, I'm lifted. I'm happy when my patients are doing well. I mean, that's the one thing that gives me joy. Like, oh my gosh, my patients, they lost the weight. They're doing this and they have this new purposes and they're doing all of these things. So definitely that's something that's important. And then one of the things that I stress in part of what I do on top of all of that is habit change, right? How do we change habit, right? Because we all know what we're supposed to do. So there's a gap between knowing and doing. And this is what I'm able to bridge for my patients. So I go beyond medicine, getting into positive psychology, personal development, all of this other science, behavior economics. Why is it that I don't go to the gym? And even though I need, I need to be in the gym. So clicking some of those things together, I think that also is super important because what we do as clinicians is we're in a business of habit change. That's why it's so hard. And how do we spend some time on how we change habits? So when we, once we put that in place, we get results. Truly the whole person approach. That is what you're going to get guys when you go see Dr. Christian. So Dr. Christian, thank you so much for being here with us today. We will see you soon. Thank you so much, Dr. Henry. Really appreciate the opportunity. Yes. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We have one quick favor to ask you before you go. If you love today's conversation, would you mind leaving us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on right now? Our whole goal is education. So positive reviews are actually the number one thing that help new people discover the show. You're amazing and we so appreciate it. We'll catch you next time on the Root Cause Medicine Podcast.